Biden declares, you know the thing, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, next on One Nation. Hello, America. Uh, welcome to One Nation. I'm Dr. Jake Jacobs. If you want to see more of me, you can see me at jakejacobshow.com. That's jakejacobshow.com. On Facebook, Dr. Jake Jacobs. And also on Twitter, jakejacobs1776. You know, when I was a kid, I used to love the movie Mary Poppins with the wonderful Julia Andrews, uh, Dick Van Dyke. You know, Julia is, uh, she's 87 years old. Dick Van Dyke is 97 years old. If my parents were alive, they'd be 97, and Dick is still going strong. He's an amazing individual. But back to Mary Poppins, I used to love it because they'd make up all these these cute little words, and one of them, a silly word, I want you to just hear about from the movie in 64. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Speaking of atrocious and precocious, President Joe Biden comes to mind. I mean, you know the thing. Now, what I love is the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, who was a strong, young, 74-year-old president of the United States. He, uh, as he's traveling the country, likes to remind the country of the uh, incompetence, of the senility of the present president of the United States, Joe Biden. So here's a short clip of Joe Biden's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious moments. You just take a look, you're not even gonna believe how it. Would you say your how mental, would you say your mental focus is? It's focused. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Let's get ready to bumble! I think it's a right for people that bad at health care. True international average of pressure. God, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in uh, foot, foot. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. Wait, 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 wait. All men and women created by the, go, you know the, you know the thing. If it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. <laughs> we went for two reasons. One, Come on, man! <laughs> my, my, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Uh, I've had a couple questions. But the nature, not Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. Um, uh, um, what am I doing here? pressure you know the thing no no joe the thing is only the greatest one of the greatest documents written in the history of mankind the declaration of independence and obviously you don't know the thing you know 
<laughs> I mean, and then you, you introduce somebody who's been dead. This is just, you know, you, you really, at the end of it, when you said, what am I doing here? And that is the question, Joe. What are you doing here? There's no way on God's beautiful green earth you belong as our commander-in-chief, the chief executive in the White House. This is, uh, you, you probably go, oh, listen, Jake Pop, I've got an official clean bill of health for my, for my personal physician, Dr. Kevin O'Connor, so I trust the docs. I mean, you know, the headline of NPR even said so. So, yeah, like, just because they said so, that's the way it goes, Right. Biden gets a clean bill of health. So, oh, okay, National Public Radio said so, and Joe Biden said so, therefore, I believe it. All right, let's just take a few minutes out here. Let's go back into history to see if the White House is trustworthy when it comes to presidential health. president that comes to mind for me is a little over 100 years ago. His name was Woodrow Wilson. It was the fall of 1919, and Woodrow Wilson suffered a serious stroke, which left his left side paralyzed. He was blind in his right eye. His doctor, Grayson, and leading Democrats, they kept it quiet from the American people. In fact, Edith Wilson became known as the secret president. And then you fast forward to Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Uh, elected four times as president. By the way, Ronald Reagan actually voted for him. Um, but he was elected president back in 1932. But d by the time World War II comes along, he's starting to have more and more ailments. And by 1945, it was obvious he was a sick, sick man. And then he meets with Winston Churchill, and he meets with Joseph Stalin at Yalta. And it was sad to see how absolutely sick he was, and he was manipulated by Joseph Stalin. He would call Joe, Joseph Stalin his mass murderer, Uncle Joe. And Joseph Stalin, that Marxist murderer, manipulated Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He, he was smart enough to know that FDR was a sick, sick president of the United States of America. And we paid the price in the Cold War because of what FDR was not capable of doing in this time period. Then, 1955, comes President Dwight Eisenhower, the man who beat Adolf Hitler, responsible for uh, the invasion of France in June 6, 1944. He has a heart attack, August of 1954, when he's golfing. Serious heart attack. Very interesting, by the way, that because of his heart attack, this was a time period where Dr. Ansel Keys and others said, well, you see, he ate meat and butter and cheese and eggs, and those are bad things. We have to avoid those things. So the American government, along with the Heart Association and others, started to... Uh, uh, you know, say in essence, it was the early development of the bogus food pyramid where we weren't supposed to eat meat, butter, cheese, and things like that. Uh, and Americans got fatter and fatter and fatter because they were eating carbohydrates upon carbohydrates. I'm sorry, that's a little tangent, but it just popped into my head. It actually did happen. Now, I happened to be born when Dwight Eisenhower was president. I think he made my birthday March 28th, a national holiday. Oh, and by the way, Dwight Eisenhower died on my birthday, March 28th folks that's March 28th 1969 make sure you don't go over a hundred dollars when you uh, get the gifts for me but anyways Ike's doctor actually gave him a clean bill of health 
And he, he responded quite well, and he remained president until 19, well, early 1961. But then a couple of years before Dwight Eisenhower actually had his heart attack, Winston Churchill, he had a, a serious, serious stroke. And he purposely, he and the Tory party, the conservatives, kept it quiet from the British public. They kept it quiet uh, uh, from, you know, uh, the Queen. Actually, the Queen of England didn't know about this. So uh, we shouldn't be surprised when we come to find out that actually presidents, they keep their ailments secret. But there was one president in American history that was a young, older President. He was elected as the oldest president at that time in American history. It was Ronald Reagan. When he was elected, he was 69 years old in 1980 when he won by a landslide over Jimmy Carter. Then come 1984, he's going up against uh, Mondale from Minnesota, and he's 73 years old, and the Democrats and the media, even back then, said, oh, he's too old, he's too senile, you know, there's no way he can be president of the United States. So during the, the debate in 1984, his age was brought up as a question, and you've got to see how President Ronald Reagan handled this question. It was brilliant. President Ronald Reagan. Here goes. You already are the oldest president in history, and some of your staff say you were tired after your most recent encounter with Mr. Mr. Uh, Mondale. Um, I recall yet that President Kennedy had to go for days on end with very little sleep during the Cuba Missile Crisis. Is there any doubt in your mind that you would be able to function in such circumstances? Not at all, Mr. Truitt, and I, and I want you to know that also I will not make age an issue of this campaign. I am not going to exploit for political purposes, my opponent's youth and inexperience. It is, it, is, it is one of the great moments in presidential debate history. Seriously, even Mondale lost it. In fact, uh, it, it was one of those things where the American people went, oh my God. Ronald Reagan, President Ronald Reagan, is a strong le uh, leader, and he's a healthy leader. I mean, the guy, somebody tried, they tried to assassinate him, and he came back stronger than ever before in 1981. I actually uh, speak on his life at the uh, Reagan Ranch Center in Santa Barbara, California, and also go up to the, his, uh, his ranch in the San Andreas Mountains. I actually have a shirt, Rancho de Celo. The ranch in the sky. Uh, if you ever get a chance to go out there and see his ranch, uh, you absolutely, it's beautiful. And he would work horses and cut down trees. He was a strong president throughout his presidency. But, you know, it's very interesting how the media really tries to develop a narrative. If they don't like you, if you're conservative, Christian, you know, traditional, they will do whatever they can to malign you, to destroy you, to make you look like a weak leader. They did it with Donald Trump. There was a permanent coup d'etat against Donald Trump from the moment um, he was elected president of the United States. So here it was June 20th, or June of 2020, and he gave a speech at West Point. Gives a speech at West Point. And 
it's interesting because it was a very hot, muggy day, and they had this ramp that came down where he was giving his speech. And as he was leaving, he very gingerly was walking down the ramp. I've been in situations like that before where you're careful because you don't want to slip and hurt yourself. And he didn't want to you know, look, look like a fool. He didn't want to look like Joe Biden going uh, up uh, Air Force One and falling down and falling down. He just fell down again when he was over in Ukraine doing action, take three, sirens go. Going, let's pretend you're a leader. That whole bogus, you know, can, uh, uh, that whole state situation in Ukraine. I'm getting off on the tangent here, but but back to President uh, Donald Trump. So the media all over the place just went apoplectic, nuts. Trump is old. He's senile. You know, he's incompetent. We can't have him in office. I just have a short little clip because this is a short show. Right, uh, a view of where the media talks about Donald Trump, and that's that he didn't slip, but it looked like he was walking down real slow. Here goes. There are some questions this morning about President Trump's health, and it's because of this video of the president where you see him walking very haltingly, one leg at a time. It, it starts happening here, uh, down a ramp, and this is after he gave a commencement speech at West Point. <laughs> People, there's a real easy explanation for this. Um, it, it was a humid day. It was a very hot day. There was moisture on the ramp, and he understood that, that with his shoes, there's a possibility that he might slip and fall. Right now, I wish I would have found better clips. Forgive me, because I mean, you could go to MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, all the all the left wing propagandist Democratic Party media, the Pravda of America. Yeah, there he is again, coming down those steps. And they were like, oh, my God, can you believe this guy? He, he you know, what's amazing about him? He was 74 years old at that time. Seventy four. He was strong. He was sharp. He was negotiating. He was going up against the World Economic Forum and, and, and challenging uh, the World Economic Forum values. He was going up against the United Nations. He was warning the Germans. He was saying, you Germans, you're over-dependent upon Russian oil. And everybody was laughing at him. He had one of the most brilliant foreign policies in recent memory in American history. And yet the media had this permanent coup against Donald Trump. And it was a shame. It really was absolutely a shame. Now, back in the 1930s, there was the president of Germany was Paul von Hindenburg. He, he, he was a very old, 85 years old, when Adolf Hitler, the head of the National Socialists, the Nazis, became chancellor. Hitler played him like a, like a fiddle. And until he, until he died at 86 years old in 1934, people, the world watches our commander-in-chief. Dick Xi, dictator Xi of communist China, is watching him. Putin is watching him. The dictator Un of North uh, Korea, the communist North Koreans, are watching him. The, these... These, uh, you know, totalitarian, dictatorial, despotic sharks, they smell the blood in the water of incompetence, senility. It, it is why, you know, he, he's thinking about running again, believe it or not. He'll be like, what, 82, 83 years old, and he'll be like the age of Paul von Hindenburg being manipulated. 
by his, you know, his hucksters like the, the Obama. This is really the third expression of the Obama administration. Susan Rice and others are, are controlling him. But I'm serious, as, as the nations of the world watch our leader, that debacle, that devastating debacle in Afghanistan, with, with how he handled it, and then he would have a press conference and say, everything's fine, don't worry about it, everything's going to work all right, and then it was, a, it was a debacle. And then he lied about his debacle and his cover-up over the whole situation. And don't kid yourself that Putin wasn't watching him. And right now, as dictators Xi and Putin start joining together, like Mussolini and Hitler, they're watching. They're watching Biden and what he does. And so what does he do? He flies over to, you know, uh, Kiev, Ukraine, has a, a, a political optic, you know, and, and he has it. So it's choreographed like Steven Spielberg. All right, action, take three. And then he comes out with uh, Zelensky in Kiev, right? And the sirens, literally, the sirens hadn't gone off for weeks and weeks, but the sirens started going off. And by the way, I forgot to mention, they even, they even said to Putin, they said to the Russians, oh, by the way, we're coming into Kiev, Ukraine. So please don't hurt us, right? People, this is like something out of a mixture of uh, a brave new world or 1984. When you see this diabolical planning by Joseph Biden to somehow make himself to appear to be something he isn't, a strong, decisive commander-in-chief, he's not. And the nations of the world recognize that. They realize that. Yeah, his, his verbosity is atrocious as he pretends to be precocious. He has to pretend to be precocious, you know, but he's not fooling anyone. The whole country knows that he has serious cognitive impairments and all the Adderall in the world is not going to fix that. There'd be a temporary little pretense before the cameras hoping he can fool the American people. What did the great Russian author Alexander Solzhenitsyn say? We know they are lying. They know they are lying. They know we know they are lying. We know they know we know they are lying. But they are still lying. My fellow Americans, they are still lying to us. The mental state of the President of the United States of America is profoundly in a serious situation right now. Is it time for us to invoke the 25th Amendment? But then there's Kamala Harris. <laughs> well, we don't have a good exit strategy on this one. So in the, we don't have enough time to cover the, the ramifications of the 25th Amendment. But there's something to me that's even more serious in America, much more serious malady in America, disease in America. Are we becoming a Fetterman nation? A Fetterman nation. John Fetterman. We, it's not like you know, we're going to sit here and say, hey, we told you so. But here is an inarticulate, very sick man running for senator of the state of Pennsylvania against a cardiologist, an articulate, bright cardiologist, Dr. Oz. And he wins the election. The people of Pennsylvania picked him. 
He, was, he, he wasn't capable of actually being able to articulate full sentences to be able to debate with coherent ideas and thinking in the debate. And yet he won nonetheless. He still won. And now here he is having more physical ailments to the point where it's affected him with psychological depression, clinical depression. Well, hello, we warned you, just like we warned the country about Joe Biden, that lifer politician who had been in power since 1972, was elected in 72, came in in 73. And all the lies and deception surrounding his political career and he runs for president and gets, uh, gets knocked out many, many years ago because of his lying and his plagiarizing. And then he comes back and he tries again and he gets knocked out. And then he comes back because they don't want Bernie Sanders, you know. And there comes Joe Biden and he wins the nomination. And he sits in his basement, right, and he gets, you know, a hundred people if he's lucky, a couple hundred people at his rallies, Donald Trump was getting 15, 25, 40, 50,000 people at his rallies all across this country. That in itself is a whole another topic when it comes to that election in November of 2020. I'm watching that thing. I've been watching elections since 1968. Yeah, I'm that old. And I, I even looked at my wife. I says, all of a sudden, it was getting later on that evening, and, and they're, they're shutting down uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, the tallying of the votes in Nevada, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. And I'm saying to my wife, I'm going, well, I have never seen this in all, in all the years that I've been watching elections. Something is rotten in Denmark. Something is rotten in the Democratic Party. Something happened that was that was evil that was immoral in that election that elected a senile non-mobile feckless president by the name of joe biden so really it, what i'm saying here is if the american people are electing now you, you know uh, or if, if they're allowing corruption in elections, or they're actually electing these types of individuals to represent us, to represent Pennsylvania, to represent the United States of America. It says a lot about the very state of the people of the United States. As crime goes rampant in our cities and floods and floods over into our borders with the, the collusion with the cartel and fentanyl and human trafficking, and it permeates the halls of Congress and the White House and our schools, the government public union controlled schools, and the people in growing numbers demand something for nothing, and civics and citizenship dies. I'm reminded that our founders warned us that if we were to keep our Republican form of government, we needed a citizenry that was educated on the issues and, and most importantly, most importantly, dedicated to the rule of law, to ethics, to morality, and electing representatives not only with a healthy body, but with a healthy mind and a spiritual worldview under God that would advance life, liberty, and justice for all. So my fellow Americans, the, our country, our republic under God needs prayer now more than ever before. But it needs action behind that prayer. So be bold, take action, 
And until we meet again, God bless you and happy trails to you.